This episode is brought to you by Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste, a toothpaste like no other. There is nothing more important than fresh breath and dental wellness. We've even done episodes on it. And we are so happy to have Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste as a sponsor of the Courageous Wellness Podcast. Dr. Jen Natural Toothpaste is a toothpaste created by a real dentist using nourishing and natural ingredients proven to remineralize tooth enamel to prevent decay. The founder, Dr. Jen, isn't just someone who got an idea and made a toothpaste. She's a highly trained and experienced dental professional. As a mom of three kids and a dentist, she knows how important it is to provide safe, natural, and healthy products for our long-term health and development. This is what started her on the quest to find a natural toothpaste that actually works. After not seeing an adequate toothpaste available, she took on the challenge to satisfy this gap. Bringing in her prior experience as an engineer and working alongside chemists, she created the ultimate natural toothpaste using clinically proven ingredients to strengthen teeth. We are huge fans of the yummy toothpaste with ingredients that are good for you and the environment. All products are also made from sustainable ingredients and biodegradable materials. If you want to try Dr. Jen natural toothpaste, you can save 10% with code CWPODCAST, one word at checkout, when you visit www.drjennatural.com. That's www.drjennatural.com. All information can also be found in our show notes. podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Ali experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. And this week we have a wonderful episode with Lisa Celebitas, who is um, a consultant in the KonMari method, which I'm excited to get to and share with all of you. We learned all about the art of tidying up. Um, But before we get to her and her formal intro, we're just going to do our usual updates. We have quite a few updates this week um, because Erica and I have both recently traveled Yes. So do you have any travel stories or yes. like to share about your travels? Yes. I, I was in Canada. I know Allie was in Italy. So we were both out of the country and it was, um, so I don't know 
I don't know if I, my favorite flavor, I'm like, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but fun fact about Erica, about me, my favorite flavor is maple, like maple period. So if it was like chocolate or vanilla, I'd be like maple, right? Like it's (laughs) maple is my favorite flavor and Canada is the land of maple. So that was so fun. I, I really enjoyed like maple syrup and I had maple coffees and maple breakfast sandwiches. It was a really maple-tastic trip. I went with my dad. And so it was a lot of um, father-daughter bonding. And it was really fun. It was like my first big trip like that since before the pandemic, which was really nice. And um, September is always the hottest month in California. So it was really nice to have some fall weather. The little town, we were kind of in the countryside of Canada. So it was, it felt a little like stars hollow in Gilmore girls. Um, but it was just so mentally nice to be kind of away. And I packed all my like fun snacks because there was um, my dad and I ended up driving six hours through the Canadian countryside. So um, I needed to pack a lot of road trip snacks, which included chomps and nuts. And um, I packed Saqqara bars. Um, the lemon poppy are my favorite. Um, they're really yummy, like whole food plant-based protein bars. Um, the lemon poppy are so good. If anyone wants to try Sakara, you can save 20% with code EXO courageous, but, um, element to Allie, which you've really influenced me on. <laughs> I packed like my hydration element packets and yeah. And then all my clean beauty. So that was really yeah. fun. And I think I shared a lot of that in our stories and it'll probably be on our TikTok by the time this airs as well. But I packed my trusty milk and honey deodorant, um, lots of clean beauty products, face wash, all that good stuff. So it was like fun to travel, fun to pack. It was really fun. That's kind of my big, my big update. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, it is true. We both kind of escaped the heat of LA. There was quite a big heat wave when we were both gone, which, you know, is, is rough around here in the Southwest part of the U S. Um, what how was I Italy? Do? I, I was like, Italy. How, I was like, like what did how I do? Was Italy? <laughs> Italy was wonderful. I also went with my dad. Um, that's so funny. I mean, yeah. I knew that, but just saying we both had like trips with our dads, dads. at the same time. Yeah. I went, um, my dad who's Italian, but had never been to Italy and my stepmom and my husband. And yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was kind of the perfect amount of like doing things and, and relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. Which is hard in Italy because you want to do a lot, but, um, we definitely ate a lot. Uh, but I have to say, you know, like cut the bread is so good there. I feel totally different when I eat all that stuff. Although the quality of the food is so good. And actually someone who's as someone who's been off dairy for over a decade because of my intolerance of it, I actually tolerated some pretty well. Um, no digestive complications at all. And I had some cheese and I tasted some gelato. I didn't go crazy with it, but, um, the quality of the food is so good there. Mm. However, I did miss like the amount of vegetables I usually consume here in California. Um, so my tummy was happy to like have a big salad when I got back. Um, there was yeah. a lot of like a lot of like prosciutto, like a lot of like just because we were going into Tuscany and like that's really common there. Lots of like meats and cheeses. Um, but 
it was definitely delicious. And, um, yeah. And you know, it's far, it's so funny. Cause I feel like I've gotten domestic travel cause I, I travel fairly regularly domestically. And I'm always talking about like my lunch boxes and like, I feel like I've gotten, you know, snacks and lunch boxes and like travel hacks down for domestic travel when I know it's only going to be like five hours or under, but I don't have it down for like long international travel. It's like kind of impossible to like pack food in that in that same way that I do for domestic travel and like you don't want food sitting there like in a lunchbox in your bag for like 13 hours. So that I found to be harder like um feeling full and and feeling like especially just like plain food and all that stuff, but um I decided that's my next like dive into like, how can I make this better for me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For international stuff. So, but overall it was an incredible trip. It's a beautiful country. And, um, I practiced my Italian. I studied for many years and I've lost most of it, but, um, it was fun to have the opportunity to talk a little bit. I tried even when I was wrong. (laughs) Um, I tried and I had some, you know, some conversations in Italian. So that was fun. That is so fun. And we're going to try to get up on our TikTok. Probably by the time this comes out, we're going to have some little video snippets of like our travel adventures. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It was nice to have like a change of pace and now, and to come back and for it to be like, I mean, like California pretend fall, but it's, it's pumpkin patch time. Like that's what we dub my house. My husband calls it the pumpkin patch. Cause I have like my fall wreath that I'm going to put on the door yes. and it's like, it's fully You're embracing it. out. I'm yeah. embracing it. I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I've been embracing it all month, but now at least it's appropriate, appropriate timing. And like you said, we missed the heat wave where if you are in Los Angeles, it's been, it did not break for like a couple of weeks. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was like in the hundreds, which is unusual. I mean, yeah. it's not unusual for this time of year. It's you, it's normal for this time of year, but like, it's unusual that it gets as hot as that. Yeah. Um, even by the beach, it was like in the nineties, which is, yeah, um, which is very really unusual for here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So we have a great episode today. We do. Um, but before we get into it, we yes. just want to remind everyone that this episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. We love Milk and Honey. I packed, I'm sure you did too, Allie, all our little Milk and Honey goodies I did. Um, when we traveled. Like I said, I don't go anywhere without my baking soda-free, aluminum-free deodorant. It's like my ride or die product and I just love it. And it was, um, it was great, just great traveling with good products that you know are good for your skin. I love, I was just going to say real quick, I love the, um, it's their oil cleanser. So I use Mm -hmm. a gel cleanser a lot when I'm at home, but if I want something a little bit smaller, it comes in like a small circular thing with um, a Mm. lid and it's not liquid. It's like a bomb. It's like almost like a bomb. You put it on your face and then you add water and it kind of sets up, but it's, it's an oil base and it's so, it's so It melts your makeup off too. I've used that one as well. It's so good. But I love it for travel because, you know, you don't have to worry about anything like, you know, filling out or spilling. Yeah. 
No, it's great. And then I, of course, packed my super goop glow screen, which I, you know, love for that little SPF 40 glow um, that I also get on Milk and Honey. So Milk and Honey is a great shop. You can shop the Milk and Honey brand and lots of top brands like Super Goop, Osea Malibu, Virtue, Coola Sun Care. And of course, they have their spas in Los Angeles, Texas, and Chicago. And it's like gift giving season. So you could also, you know, use our code to buy, you know, some products or some spa packages for friends and family. I don't think there's anything better than getting the gift of spa um, at home or in person if you're in one of the locations, but you can save 20% at the spa or online with code CW podcast. So happy shopping. And if you do shop, let us know, let us know what you get. And if you love the products as much as we do, so we can nerd out together on Instagram <laughs> or TikTok or in our email, we're always available, but, um, should we get to the episode, Allie? Yeah, let's do it. So today on the podcast, we talk with Lisa Celebitas, a professional organizer and KonMari certified consultant who guides women from overwhelmed and stressed out to organized and thriving. She approaches tidying up in a holistic way and emphasizes the multitude of benefits of clutter-free living, such as improved mental health, financial benefits, and better time management. Lisa enables her clients to free their homes and minds from any baggage that is holding them back. Lisa grew up in the south of Germany and moved to the United States in 2010. During the ensuing years, she worked for different companies in the fashion industry. Today, she shares how she found her true calling leading people to a more organized and less overwhelming life and offers tangible tips and tricks with us all today. She helps people create a home and lifestyle that truly sparks joy. And this is what Lisa is truly the most passionate about. And we were both inspired and learned so much from this conversation. So enjoy the episode. Let us know your thoughts on Instagram. You can tag us at Courageous Wellness. And if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. So enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver City and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with them to offer a spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat, a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, 
focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, Supergoop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CWPODCAST. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic, is vegan and gluten-free, and includes 24 clinically studied, naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes, and in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How is that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? 
We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. Welcome, Lisa. We're very excited to have this conversation with you today and uh, do an episode on a topic that I think is a little bit newer for us. And we've never done something quite as specific as what we're going to talk to you about today. But before we get into all of that, can you share with us a little bit about your personal journey? Um, yeah, just a little bit about your background and how that's led you to this, this world of tidying. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with both of you about all things tidying up an organization and how all of this, you know, connects with our mental health and really so many different aspects of people's well-being. So a little bit more about me. Um, my name is Lisa Celebides, and I am originally from Germany. I've been living in New York City uh, for the past, I think, nine years. I'm really bad with numbers. Um, but how I came into this work of helping people declutter and organize their space, specifically according to the KonMari method. So that's a, a method. So if people have heard of Marie Kondo, uh, the life-changing magic of tidying up, um, I'm certified in that method. And I'm sure we get more into that. But how I came to pursuing this path of career, I would say, was in 2016, I quit my then job. And I was working at a smaller fashion company in sales, in online sales. And fashion was always like my passion. After moving to New York City, I was like, I've done, I've done a lot of different things in my life. But when I moved to New York City, I was like, okay, this is the fashion capital. Now it is time for me to actually work in fashion. So I was kind of pursuing that. Um, and I really liked my job. But then after a couple of years, I was like, 
you know what? I don't have to work in fashion to love fashion. Um, so, and I just felt like it was time to do something different. And I quit my job. I gave myself, I was lucky to kind of have some time and some savings to kind of just be and explore. And this was when I did a lot of exploring, right? But then I listened to podcasts. So podcasts do play a large role in my life. Um, and I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast. I'm sure you, you guys know him or, you know, have at least heard of his podcast. And he was interviewing Marie Kondo. And at that point, I had read, I had started reading her book a couple of years prior. And I was interested, like it was so, I don't know, like something out of the ordinary, I would say, like, I've never heard, you know, someone doing organizing for their life and, um, you know, making a living off of it. And it just made me look into her more again. So I went on her website and her social media. She wasn't as big then, I would say, like she didn't have her Netflix show yet, but I saw that you could get certified in her method and something just clicked. I was like, wait, you can do that for a living, like helping people get organized. And it just made sense for me. And it felt like this is something I can do. And because all of the things that I had done prior never felt like right for me, if that makes sense. Like I was always good at my job, but this was something I was like, yeah, it, it feels right. It feels like some, that might sound quirky, but like your purpose, right? Because I've always been someone who is on top of this stuff, who is organized just naturally. And yeah, so I went through the training program and that's how I came to doing what I'm doing now. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love your journey and the progression of it, right? And how you found your own passion and, and not to be cheesy, but something that sparks joy right in your life truly. And I think, um, even if people aren't familiar necessary with, uh, the Conmary method, I think that phrase that she really coined, right. Of sparking joy has become so colloquial, even if we don't understand, um, maybe where it comes from. Um, but I think that your journey is really beautiful and beautifully depicts that like following your joy and creating this like life that you really love. And so before we continue for anybody who isn't familiar, can you talk about the method and why it is so, um, revolutionary, why it impacted you so much, why it impacts others so much as well? Yeah. So I would say it's because it's more, it's, it's deeper than just making a space pretty or helping someone get rid of their clutter. It, it affects, as I said before, it affects so many different areas in your life. And I was really looking for something where I could see a more direct impact. So when I'm working now with, mostly I work with clients one-on-one -on -one in whatever capacity, um, but the method is I always compare traditional professional organizing um, to the Conmari method. So traditional professional organizing is more about organizing a space and you would go by location. So if you hired an organizer, you would usually, and I, you know, I, it's, everyone has kind of their different method, but that's usually the main difference. You would organize them to 
organize your pantry or your kitchen. So a location, right? And in the Konamari method, it's really a whole home approach. Like we want to do it from the ground up. And there's also a big focus on decluttering first. Another big difference is that we move by categories. So not by location, but by categories. And this makes sense because you... I don't want to help someone organize. I mean, it's I do it sometimes. Like I take on a traditional professional organizing job. Like I, I want to make a space pretty as well. But I also I want to really help people make profound changes. And that can all only happen, I believe. And that's why I'm passionate about the method. If you really dig deep into decluttering and only keeping things that spark joy. And that's what I'm helping my clients do. And you can only make uh, uh, like a good decision about what you want to keep and what you, you want to let go of if you see all of the things from one category in one location. So you gather everything, no matter if it's in closet number one and closet number two, usually we have clothes, for example, is one category. We have it in different locations, but we want to bring it into one location and go through it at once so you see you know oh i didn't even notice i have 10 red pants or something right so you this is from the ground up you want to do it once the tiding festival should only be done once in your lifetime ideally and then we maintain what we have done right so a big focus in my work is also teaching my clients how to maintain the organization, how to not let clutter build up again. And I don't want to go back ever again, ideally. It's, it's really about um, making a bigger life change. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's sort of like when we talk about sort of lifestyle changes from a from a maybe a physical health perspective, where it's like sometimes it's easy to know what to do, but it's really hard to do it. And so I kind of can draw that parallel when you're talking too, where it's like, it's why, you know, health coaching can be really effective or having someone to help, um, manageable, like, I don't know, shifting the framework around certain things and manageable habits around certain things, because I can relate to being someone like I keep my house pretty clean, but I definitely need like multiple times of year to like do a purge and I don't know what's there sometimes or whatever that might be. And so the way that you're describing where it's like, if you do this once, it can be revolutionary because you actually have, I don't know the way I've seen it too, like on her show sometimes, but, and then the way you're describing it, it's like, you actually get to, I don't know if this is right, but like emotionally connect and have a conscious um, kind of experience with your stuff in a way that I think it's so easy to tune out from, um, and not even realize it's there sometimes. And then it's like, well, what, what purpose is it serving? If it, if I'm not even like, if I don't even know that it's there. So to have this thing and I've like watched it where like everybody piles it, you know, like you're saying pile it into one location and it's like, Oh, this can be stressful. Do people get, do people like, I'm curious, actually, as you're describing this, you go in, this is a big life change. And I know it can be so impactful for people, but I guess my, my question for you in this all is what is the emotional experience that you um, see clients having 
when they participate in this process with you. Yeah. And I think it's so, so life-changing because I am literally asking my clients to make a decision about every single thing that they own. And if we think about this statistic out there, the average American household has 300,000 items. So that is a lot of decisions to make, right? So I'm not saying I'm based in New York City, so homes tend to be a little bit smaller, but it can be a huge undertaking. And there's something that changes in, in your mind. And it's also the, I always say our stuff makes up us in a way, our life. A lot of the times I work with clients that haven't decluttered in 20 plus years or something. So it is a lot of emotional, you know, investment that they're doing because oftentimes people are very sentimentally attached to things, things that they have accumulated over a lifespan or the last decades. It's, it's, it, people cry, right? This is not uncommon because it's either things that they, for example, you know, they miss, you know, it, it, it used to be maybe a lost, uh, like a lost, lost loved one or something, or sometimes it's, also, it's often about lost opportunities as well, right? So sometimes people have things from a career they wanted to pursue, but they never got to pursue it or uh, a certain craft or anything. And it's hard for them to let go and to acknowledge that this is something that was not a priority and people tend to beat themselves up about it. So a lot of the work that I'm doing is often, or people say to me, you know, this is better than therapy because it's not so much about, we're not just talking about it, but we are literally up in people's stuff. And we are literally saying goodbye to stuff. So this is another aspect of the method that I love is gratitude, right? So I encourage my people, my people, my clients to say thank you and goodbye. And this often, it's very profound because it's, it makes it tangible and it makes it real for people. When they say, I, I, I tell them, because sometimes it sounds quirky, right? The whole method is, is based in Zen Buddhism. So people in the Western world are not as used to that. But usually people who work with me, they, they, they want that kind of support, right? So they're open to trying that. It makes it like less difficult for them to let go if they say, you know, I'm grateful for you. I know this thing has served its purpose, even though it might not have been used, but maybe the only purpose this thing has had was to come into my life and for me to recognize that it was not the right time or it just was not, you know, the right thing for me to do at this time. Yeah, thank you. It's so, it is so interesting because like the energetics of the stuff we keep in our house it makes so much sense that it like impacts our lives in a way that we probably aren't even fully aware of. Right. So this process of being able to go through your things and do like an energetic clearing. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds really powerful. And I even know just from having 
um, moved recently and like doing that whole experience, like it, it does feel that's why they say, right. It feels like a fresh start. It feels like, you know, the purging of, of items is, is very, um, therapeutic. And I'm curious too, though. So, you know, for just cause this is the phase of life I'm in. So I'm going to ask a question that, um, but I feel like it can apply to any, you know, I, I, I recently got a puppy and so I'm a new puppy mom, but I know we have a lot of mothers who listen to the podcast as well. And I can imagine like, just to be honest, like some of the dog stuff does not like, I don't love it, but it's necessary, right? Like we have baby gates up in the house and we have all these toys everywhere now. And we, um, have pee pads cause we're pee pad training her towards the door. Cause she's too small to go outside right now. And I imagine the same, right? Like if you're a new mother, all of a sudden your house is consumed with baby things that might not be your personal style and might not maybe like energetically feel like you love this thing, but maybe you're missing the autonomy of, you, you know, your own things. I don't know if you have any advice for people in those phases of life where it's like, okay, well, I have to have these certain things in my home right now. So how do we make that work energetically for our home? Yeah, this is a great question. And also a question I get frequently. And I think it comes down to often, I think, and that's the same question, like what, what do I do with the things that don't necessarily spark joy, but they're necessary, right? So in your case with your puppy, you might not like having the pee pads lying around. You might not like the baby proofing things and things like that. But with things like that, I always encourage people to think about the outcome. Like what is the outcome of those things? The pee pads might be, you know, you will not have puppy pee on your floors, right? So it's a positive outcome for you or the puppy or the baby might not get hurt because you have those proofing things up and those security things up. So with things like that, so we always have to take into account the bigger picture sometimes and things are not perfect, never, right? Um, and I always give the example. So for people who might not have a baby or might not have a puppy, maybe they're necessary thing might be a work uniform you know people might not love their job at the moment and a different job might bring more joy but I encourage them to to think about okay but what like you're still going to work like why do you go to work what what is the outcome of the work uniform that you hate wearing well you got a roof over your head and at this time like you have a salary, you have an earning, you have money coming in. So there is something positive and you're not going to get rid of this work uniform because you want to hold down your job at this time. Right. So think about the outcome. Um, and I think, you know, a related topic is also when people live with other people in their household, um, oftentimes with partners, you know, what about with commonly used items? Um, we have to find compromise compromises like nothing is ideal um but we can strive towards that we can make better decisions going forward so i hope that answered the question yeah it really no, it, does yeah mm -hmm. it absolutely does and things to think about like it makes so much sense the reframing even like oh i hate my job but i have to hold on to this uniform cuz i you know i have to wear it but it's like just reframing like what is the outcome i think is really powerful 
This episode is brought to you by NYX, a sustainable and natural mouthwash that aims to eliminate single-use plastic waste while using the highest quality natural ingredients to create a mouthwash that is both gentle on you and gentle on our planet. We are big fans of NYX, so much so that I recently brought it with me on my trip to France. NYX is gentle and effective, utilizing real ingredients with health benefits like peppermint oil and aloe vera. They have nixed the harsh chemicals, alcohol, synthetic additives, and preservatives that pollute your body and our waterways. Instead, leaving us with a natural mouthwash that really works is good for you and good for the planet. Each year, over 500 million plastic mouthwash bottles end up in landfills. That's enough to wrap around the earth three times. This is why NYX is dedicated to nixing single-use plastic through eco-friendly mouthwash crystals. The mouthwash crystals are lightweight and reduce carbon emissions from shipping. It's so incredible. By choosing NYX, you're keeping yourself and mother nature healthy and clean. They also donate 10% of profits to nonprofits that tackle environmental issues and help underprivileged children receive adequate dental care in the U.S. and abroad. There is so much to love about NYX as a company and a product. Fresh Breath is just the top of it. And we know you're going to love it as much as we do. If you want to try NYX, you can save 25% off your first order when you visit NYXmouthwash.com. That's N-I-X-mouthwash.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Just to go back a little bit, there were a few things I wrote down when you were talking before, because, um, it really struck me. And this, it was like a moment to be like, oh, wow. Talk about like reframing our relationship with stuff. You know, we obviously know that here, especially in the United States and in the Western world in general, consumerism is a major part of the culture. And 300,000 items in the average American household is like shocking. I don't, I mean, it's, it is, and it isn't right. It is. I, I was like, I got like chills when you said that. Cause I'm like, you know, I, especially in Los Angeles, there's so much, there's, but everywhere there's so much disparity right now. Um, and it's, it's like how much stuff do people need when there are certain, like, there are many, many people that don't have basic needs being met. But it's just an eye-opening thing to sit with that number because how I, I wonder like how many households need three 300,000 items? Could you even name 3,000 items in your house? And so it's just like, whoa, it's just it's my it's kind of mind-boggling. And then it makes me think, well, why? And it's like, why are we in this sort of endless cycle of consumerism? And what do we want from from that? But I guess this is leading into what you shared was that there's like a Zen Buddhist connection to this method. And Eric and I are actually Buddhists. We're not Zen Buddhists, but we are um, Nichiren Buddhists. We practice a form of Buddhism that actually also comes from Japan. And I lived in Japan for a year and a half. And I know Marie Kondo is from Japan. And so that this method has that sort of that um, history and, and cultural influence as well. And one thing when you were talking about like American households versus I remember like my studio apartment in Tokyo was so simple. 
I had like everything I needed. I loved it. It's one of my favorite places that I've ever lived, but everything was small. I didn't have a bunch of stuff um, because that's how people live there for the most part. It's not, your stuff is not status. I, I mean, there's different, there is, there's a lot of consumerism in Japan too. So I'm not saying that there's, there's not aspects of like status related things, but this idea of the home being status symbol is not in the same way that it is here in the U S and I just wonder like from your deep understanding of this sort of method and the philosophy behind it, why do you think people are so attached to stuff? And when you're talking about that kind of grieving period that people go through with the attachments and the gratitude and saying goodbye, what do you think is the outcome that you see folks having on the other side of that, on the, uh, through the ability to detach with some of the things that don't have joy or purpose in our lives? Yeah, great question. And to the first part of your question, so I think it's really what you already mentioned, right? It's a completely different culture here in the United States of consumerism. Like, and me coming also from a different culture, like, you know, me moving to the United States and seeing, you know, there are all these big malls and people people's hobby is going to the mall on the weekend. Like this was something, you know, of course you would go shopping sometimes in Germany, but for me that also, that always was an event. Like, I don't know, we wouldn't go shopping every day or every weekend or something like that. There are no big malls like here in the United States. And I think it's just ingrained in this culture of, you know, it's a capitalist culture. Um, it's about, you know, spending and showing off what, what you are or what, I don't know, like how much money you make. I, I don't know. I, but to, to say broadly, it's the culture, it's ingrained in people, um, not in everyone, you know, there's, and I consider myself a minimalist. So I always have, I've never liked having a lot of things. It's, it's just, for me, it's too much to handle. And here it's just, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people think about it. It's just the way that it is until it becomes a problem. And until people say, you know, I have too much stuff. Like it doesn't make me happy anymore. Um, another reason could be, you know, it's, it might be escapism if people, and I talk about this a lot as well, retail therapy. So if, if the only joy that you are having is in buying that thing, and then you don't even use it when you have it at home or, and you don't even bother to return it, I think that's an issue and that's a problem, right? Um, and then to the second part of your question, how you know, the saying goodbye. And I always say, but that's hard, you know, detaching the meaning or like what's behind it from the item. And I think the best example I can explain that is with gifts. So if people receive gifts and the item in and of itself does not bring them joy, but they have a hard time letting go of that gift of that item because they feel like they're going to hurt people's feelings, I always invite them or I explain to them, the thing is just, it's just a thing. I know that might sound harsh sometimes, but you have to detach 
the meaning behind the gift from the item itself. It doesn't mean that you're throwing away your friends or your relatives good meaning behind the gift. And it's, there's a lot of things involved in that, but <laughs> um, I think it's, it's about recognizing why, why is this item in my life? It's about changing your habits accordingly. And that's why so often a complete mindset shift happens when you go through all of those items very consciously and very mindfully, because you are being like people face their decisions that they're making in life and they face and grieve through the process of that those decisions might not have been the right ones and going forward they will make different decisions and I see it all the time in people who go through this process completely and I think like just to name a fun example my husband like he used to go shopping all the time <laughs> like always shopping for a bargain after moving to the United States you know it was like fun going to the mall just as like I described like I could never understand it because I was like who needs all this stuff right and he was shopping for bargains and clothes and after he was ready to go through this whole process with me the Kumar method he completely stopped because he was like I know now what I have everything in my closet sparks joy and I'm satisfied I feel good <laughs> and I think this is what happens in people who complete the process they just, you know, feel more grounded in their decision-making also. Like, it really also helps you making better decisions going forward. I hope that answered your question. Yes, it absolutely did. And I love hearing the examples. I think they, they just feel like, oh, you know, and I'm sure any of our listeners too, you can hear it, And then you can kind of like apply it to your own life or imagine what the process might be. Um yeah, it might be like, and, and one thing you were saying with like the decision-making thing, I was also thinking, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with making decisions in general. And I imagine it can be really transformative when you're forced to start, well, not like forced, you're choosing, but like choosing to start in this way where you have to sit and make these, what feel like small decisions, but they might feel, I mean, they might feel big emotionally, but small in the sense of like, dude, this shirt, you know, it's like a, a low stakes situation where, but you know, sometimes people avoid action in their own life for fear of this idea of like right or wrong decision. So no decision gets made. And so I imagine the practice of making decision after decision after decision, while it probably can feel exhausting, it also I'm sure can break down that fear of taking action in our lives and making decisions for ourselves, um, so that kind of came to me too when you were describing the process. So it's really, it's just really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for sharing these, you know, these examples. I think um, we obviously we're like a wellness podcast, but we are so open with what that definition means, and it can mean something different to everybody and encompass so many aspects of our life, and. Um, our space absolutely affects, you know, our mind and our body. Like Eric and I always talk about how 
everything is all connected. And we talk about even in the context of community, like, can we strive for individual wellness when our communities are suffering and, and concepts like that? So um, you coming to share about the environment, uh, the environment like that we live in um, on a, on a micro level in our homes, it, it makes, you know, a lot of sense that this can affect other parts of our health. This episode is sponsored by Sprout Living. We are very excited to share all about our favorite new plant-based protein powders by Sprout Living. Sprout Living is delicious and we really appreciate the nourishing quality ingredients. Sprout Living protein powders are all USDA organic, vegan, grain-free, soy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, kosher, and non-GMO with a pumpkin seed, yellow pea, and sunflower seed protein blend that offers up to 26 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods, herbs, and spices. They offer sample packs so you can try all their delicious flavors, including original chocolate maca, vanilla lucuma, and green kingdom. What makes Sprout Living different from most plant-based powders is that they avoid the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is cool because it makes the blends multifunctional. I love to use the chocolate maca blend with cashew butter, chia seeds, flax milk, frozen blueberries, and spinach to make a decadent smoothie that tastes just like a chocolate shake. If you want to try Sprout Living, you can save 20% off your order by using code CWPODCAST. Visit www.sproutliving.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word, to save 20% off. They also offer free shipping and a 100% money-back guarantee. Give them a try and let us know if you love it as much as we do. You can also find direct links in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by BASE. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested? With BASE at-home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you want to get started with or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try base and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and base gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with base complete, which are eight tests up front for $450. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CW podcast. 
To get started, take the base quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get-base.com slash podcast to receive 20% off with code podcast at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. So I'd love you to just share a little bit about what kind of connection do you think and see through your own experience um, how this can be empowering to to folks on like a mental health level and why is our space important? Yeah, absolutely. So I always talk about the connection between our space and our, you know, the stuff we have and our mental health. And I always like to talk about, you know, just think about every little thing or any physical item has an energy field around it. So if you want it or not, the more things are around you, the more of the things that, you know, think about a desk, for example, if you're sitting down at a desk and you want to work, you have your laptop there, you have a notebook there, whatever it is. And there's just stuff on the desk, right? Like, and you can't help but notice these things. You might not want to choose to focus on them, but you involuntarily are because they're there and they have an energy field around them. And then opposed to that, think about sitting down at a desk. It's clear, clear surfaces. You have to focus now on your laptop and the work in front of you, right? So it's just a lot of, overwhelm that is happening when people have too much stuff. Um, It causes them anxiety. So the number one word when I talk to people and I ask them about how do you feel when you walk in your home, they say overwhelm. That is the number one word that comes up because they cannot find things, right? They're wasting a bunch of time. They, They feel anxious. I had a client once say, I don't even want to get out of bed because all of this makes me so anxious and I don't want to deal with it. And it's, you know, you can bury it in a closet. Maybe you can close the door behind it, but it's still going to be there. It's still going to be there and weigh on you. And the sooner you're going to face it and just go through it, it's, it's always like a weight lifted off their shoulders. So it's, it's has a lot to do with the mental health of people and letting go, you know, the physical letting go, we talked about this earlier, it has a very cathartic impact on people because it is, you're physically letting go of things and people feel lighter, Mm. even like after first session, they're already like, I don't even know, like, I knew this would have an impact on me but I didn't even realize how much I was being dragged down by this and how much better I feel after this already. Mm. And, you know, I always love to offer our listeners to like, I'm sure everyone is really inspired by listening to you through this conversation, but I'd love to offer our listeners to like, what are some tangible tips and steps that they can take today or tomorrow after listening to this episode? You know, maybe they're not going to like, maybe they're not ready, right. To purge their home or go through everything. But what are, what do you think are the most important takeaways or things that our listeners can apply starting today after listening? Yes. 
Great question. I love that because as I said before, this can be a super overwhelming process. And I always, even if I'm working with clients one-on-one, I always have to take them back and tell them we have to take one step at a time. That's how we are going to reach our goal. Don't look at everything you have to do. Just take it one step at a time. So what I would invite listeners if they are interested in starting or just, you know, taking a peek into what this might look like for them, start with a vision. So that's actually one of the core principles of the method is to envision your ideal lifestyle. So, and maybe I share, and and this is what I do with every single client I work with. We start with the vision before we actually start the physical tidying process. So one of the questions I ask them is, you know, what are, what are your three main goals you pursue with, with this tidying? Like, what are some things you would like to do that you feel like you cannot do right now? So to give an example, maybe your home is so cluttered that you don't find it comfortable to roll out yoga, yoga, your yoga mat, excuse me, and practice yoga every single day, because that's just piles on the floor, right? Um, and then Another question or another prompt would be describe how an ideal day in your life would look like from waking up to going to bed at night. So do a weekday and also weekend day just to kind of get you in the mindset of what could be possible. And it's all in your control, right? Everything is in and it might not feel like that, but you are you are the creator of your life, right? So get yourself in the, in the right mindset. And then as a third thing, collect some pictures and make a vision board, right? So something visual is always really great to have in front of you and, and put it, put it up, um, look at it every single day and really remind yourself of what ideal lifestyle you would like to lead. And then if you want to get like into the process, pick a a small category and start the process. So you don't have to pull out all of your clothes, but maybe just take a subcategory. And um, I have um, like a a category checklist. So if people want to get a super detailed list where they can pick a subcategory that they would like to, uh, you can find it in my Instagram um, bio. And I'll make sure it's up when this episode airs. But uh, just to give an example, it might be sweaters, right? So just get all of your sweaters out and joy check them and see how that goes, right? And then you can maybe pick another subcategory of clothing and see how that goes. So yeah, so these are two steps that people could follow and start. Thank you. Yeah, that makes it feel like very much like you said, something like one step at a time that makes it something where like people can dip their toes into it um, without maybe jumping in the deep end. And actually, I just have a, a funny question for you. Like, I know you are trained in this and you help people. I imagine when people call you to come in to do their home, they need professional help at that point. So I wonder, do you ever feel overwhelmed when you approach a new project? I mean, not that you would necessarily like share that with your client, but do you ever, has there ever been a scenario where you're like, okay, we have a lot of work to do and I'm sure you can tackle it and you probably have your own, you know, tricks and and tools for yourself, but do you ever see a project that feels like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a lot of work. 
yeah, of course. I mean, that happens. But I think over the years, I've, I've really, I mean, I'm not trained, you know, to work with hoarders. Like that's just right. That's a of, separate thing. That's yeah. something different, right? Like yeah. that's really an illness that people have. And I've been in that situation. Like actually, my first client was like I would say borderline hoarder. Wow. But um, she was really great, and she did a lot yeah. of progress, right? Um, but I think over the years, I, I refined my screening process of, you know, I ask some questions just to make sure it actually is not a hoarding situation. And, you know, people can walk through their home. And I have declined people because if sometimes a partner makes them reach out because they are bothered. So that is an indicator for me that they are not ready to do the work. And mm. people need to do need to be ready to do the work. Otherwise, it's not going to happen, right? Because I'm just the guide. They need to make the decisions. So, but it happens every once in a while. But I think I've been in this profession for a long enough time that I know what to do and I know how to break it down um, to make progress. But at the end of the day, it's on the client to maintain the process. And the only thing I can do is, is give the support, the guidance, but then the maintenance is up to them. And if that doesn't happen, I can offer additional support of doing maintenance sessions and things like that. But yeah, <laughs> hope that answers your question. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This has been such a like fascinating, interesting, beautiful conversation. And we really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us today. And I'm definitely inspired and my perspective has even changed. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's how I'm going to think about all the puppy stuff now <laughs> in our house um, and so much more. So gosh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but as we begin to wrap up, we always conclude with three questions. And so I'm going to ask you the first, which is what are some of your self-care practices and some of your self-care non-negotiables? Okay. So I would say like something I do every single day is tongue scraping. <laughs> I know this is probably weird, but I can't live without it. Like once, do you know, do you guys know what that is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I do tongue scraping. That's the first thing I do. And then I, so it's a lot of dental care <laughs> first thing in the morning. And then I do oil pulling another thing I can't do without. And then it's really about my daily walk. I need to get out and I'm trying to do this more and more in the morning because I've learned that direct sunlight into my eyes actually is going to help my circadian rhythm. So I've been doing that in the morning, but just getting outside every single day um, is, is, yeah, these are my non-negotiables. Thank you. And um, actually, I'd like to add just like a little part two to that which is, do you have any, um, sort of like self-care practices for your space on a daily basis? Let's see. I mean, I would say probably tidying up the kitchen in the morning. I mean, I'm really good. Like we don't have a lot of stuff, so yeah. it's really easy to be tidied up. And so if that doesn't happen, at the end of the night, I usually do it in the morning because I can't really focus if my place is untidy. Thank you. Just 
that was just a little question I personally had. So our second question is, um, what does being courageous mean to you? What does being courageous mean to you? So I think if you know in your heart that something is the right thing for you to take action on or to speak up about, and it makes you uncomfortable or fearful, and you do it anyway, I think that's what courageous means to me. Beautiful. And so our last question is, do you have a book that's been particularly meaningful to you on your journey? And it can be on any topic um, that you'd like to recommend to our audience. So lately I've been reading more fiction, but I think one book that was really meaningful to me was a book about sleep. And it's called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And this book was just fascinating and it made me not set my alarm clock anymore (laughs) if I didn't have to, because sleep is just so important. And Matthew just breaks it down into the, in this book really beautifully and makes you just want to sleep and catch up on sleep. (laughs) Thank you. Highly recommended. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll check that out. And then um, if anyone wants to find you, work with you, learn more about what you do, um, follow you, where can they do that? Yeah. So mostly I hang out on Instagram and my handle is Lisa Celebitis, L-I-S-A-T-S-E-L-E-B-I-D-I-S. And also I have a website, same name, lisacelebitis.com. And yeah, just shoot me a DM um, if you listen to this episode or have a question and yeah, I'll get back to you. Thank you so much, Lisa. We definitely learned a lot from you today. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.